0: 33 at Edmonton, Bob Stofford, Ice District. Treaty 6 land at Rogers Place, National Truth and Reconciliation Day in Canada. We momentarily are going to head off to our River Curry Resort and Casino hotline, but not before we tell you the guests and oilers now receive your certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris in Edmonton, the 99th Roost Chris, open up in North America. Whether you're on 9990 Jasper Avenue, something about that 99 number in Edmonton. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Tell Brendan and Chris that Oilers Now sent you. As uh, we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline for our friends at Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty, visit abesdoor.ca. We welcome back to the show from NHL Hockey on Rogers, a proud uh, Western Ontario Mustang, Western, Western, Western Ontario Mustang, we welcome back Elliot Freeman. Hello, Elliot. How you doing?
1: Hello, Golden Bear Bob. How you doing, bud?
0: Oh, we had, uh, well, it's going okay. It's going all right. Yeah? Yep. Looking forward to tonight. The Oilers and the Calgary Flames, and we're basically going to see potentially Edmonton's top three lines to start the season. Uh, Conor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Nice. Kane and Hyman will play, so that's all good. Nurse and CeCe on defense. What's going on in your world, Elliot? What are you hearing? I don't know. What do you want to know about? Well, uh, yesterday there was uh, and I believe the report stemmed from Darren Drager that the Edmonton Oilers were in on Jacob Chikrin or amongst the teams that Mm -hmm. had looked at it. I I gotta tell you, I'd be... Now, do I think it, at some point, maybe at the trade deadline last year, there might have been a conversation? Uh, sure. I don't see how Chicken would necessarily make sense. And the Oilers also have uh, some young left-shot defenders in Philip Roberg, Marcus Nimalina, and Dimitri Samarukov coming. They've got Nurse, and they've got Kulak. That's my take. What's the latest on the Jacob Chikrin situation?
1: Well, I, I think that's probably right that they've checked in and I, I wouldn't from what I understand, I don't think the others are anywhere near the front runner. You know, it's all it's always a dangerous thing to say because we could hang up and it could happen. I'll look like a complete idiot, but I, I wouldn't say the Oilers are the front runner. Uh, what I think is going on here, Bob, is I think there's a big poker game being played right now between Arizona and everybody who might be interested. And, uh, you know, we've known now for almost a year, really, that Arizona and Chickren talked about him getting moved. Arizona set a high price as they should. Obviously, no one met it. Uh, Chickren's battled some injuries. That sometimes has people a little concerned. And now what I think, like, I just think that other teams look at it and say, you know, Arizona kind of want, is reaching a point where it would like this to end. Um, you know, you, uh, Chickren is hurt now. And then the other thing is, you don't really want him to play and risk him getting hurt again. And teams think, you know, Arizona is going into the new building, regardless of what you think of it. They're trying to make it an exciting new era down for the Coyotes. So I think on some level, they would like to close this book and move on. And I think that the Chickering would really like that, too. I think he would like to close the book and move on and get excited for his next NHL home. Well, I mean, I think the teams kind of see that a bit and um, I think they're holding back. I think they're trying to squeeze and, you know, the Coyotes know they have a good player here and they don't want to make a bad deal. So uh, I think we're in a little bit of a poker game. I still do think there are teams kicking around there. A lot of these teams have the cap issues. You know, Ottawa has been in there, but I don't think it's ever been as close as reported. I know St. Louis has pushed back, but I think they've been in there at times. And, you know, I I think some of the California teams have been in there at times, too, like L.A. and Anaheim. I think the tough thing, but the tough thing to figure out is who's still in it and who isn't and who goes hard and who doesn't, because those kinds of things fluctuate. And um, I think at different times, other teams have been hotter on it than at other times. And sometimes that's the most difficult thing to track.
0: Yeah, again, from my perspective, I'm just looking at where the organizational depth occurs. The Oilers uh, re-signed uh, Brett Kulak. Uh,
1: I I would say this, Bob, I've never heard at any point in time through this that the Oilers were on the precipice of acquiring the guy. Me too, me too. You know, I've heard that about other teams but I've never heard that about Edmonton. So would Darren be right that they've looked into it? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. But would it be right to say that the others have really gotten close or seriously engaged? Uh, I don't believe that at yeah. this point. I could be wrong, but I don't believe it.
0: I mean, I could see if you're Arizona, you'd say, well, sure, give us Broberg, pull to number one. And you know, yeah. and and I just at this for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Like, that's just that's, that's I'm I'm kind of want to. And the other the other factor in all of this is you did bring Kulak back, and yep. he's going to you know his here's one like sometimes you know what like and he's
1: signed longer at a lower number
0: right, and he committed to your team, and he's probably going to be in the top four for a couple of years until Broberg's ready to push him out of that spot. And mm-hmm. and he is only 28. He does a great job in terms of gap, um, the analytics, and this is one where because we're going to talk about Pulleyarby as well here. You know, the yeah. analytics suggest that maybe Pulleyarby might have more value in the analytical world than he does in the real de facto hockey world, and conversely, yeah. the analytics would suggest. That maybe Kulak was a better buy than some people give him credit for being, but the sense is in the hockey world that there were managers aware, and that guy did a pretty good job. I mean, let's face it, he helped turn the season around for Tyson Berry as well last year.
1: All right, I brought. Yeah, up, Kulak. Kulak's a good player, and you know Kevin Bieksa likes him. So, well, you know Kevin's never wrong about anything. So, uh, you know that's another str- that's another point. How hard in is Kulak's that favor?
0: How hard is that for you, Elliot? Because we both live in households where we're never right.
1: <laughs> I'm used to
0: it, yes. Yes. All right. Yessa so Pogliarvi. Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything at all on the situation with Polyarvi around the league?
1: And so the, la- the last time I really looked into it, look, like we – it's not a surprise. Edmonton, you know – had him out there this summer, and I don't think Pooley would have minded, and I don't know that anything ever got close. There, there were some rumors, there were a lot of intense conversations, but I can't say to you with any certainty, Bob, that anything got close. The last I heard was that the Oilers were just understanding that Pooley was going to start the year with them. Now, that could change. I, I think if someone comes with an offer, they'd absolutely consider it, but... You know, the last I've heard is that the, the thinking was he's going to start the year with us and, and we'll see where it goes. So that's kind of what and the mind frame I'm, I, I'm in right now and the expectations I have. I think this is a thing that could change at any time, pending on how he plays. But like I said, I, I think as it stands right now, the expectation in Edmonton was he starts the year with them, barring something surprising happens that they're not expecting.
0: Elliot, we have the Calgary Flames in town second of a home and home Uh, it's got to be stated Brad Trey living punched back he got dealt a tough hand good good player uh, second of the league in scoring last year ends up going to Columbus and then Kachuk says he doesn't sign long term and Calgary didn't turtle they sat there and swung back in a big way I I flat out believe they won the Florida trade Uh, Mackenzie Weger is a really good defenseman uh, yeah. It's something to be admired, and it's going to keep the Battle of Alberta going, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's. Uh, look, I, I think it's a really great thing. The only thing I don't like about the Battle of Alberta this year, Bob, is you're only playing three times in the
0: regular season. That's Sportsnet's fault.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It probably is. You know, we're generally <laughs> responsible for everything. So you know, who knows? Could be. Um, you know, I I don't like that. I really don't like that. But um you know i, I think calgary is going to be really interesting I, I think they're they're really in a sutter mold um you know they lost a lot of offense you're looking at gudrow and kachuk they had 200 points between them and that does concern me for them about how they're going to score but you know daryl Sutter's the kind of guy he says if you get me good players i'll find a way to win and he really thought that and he really thinks that and look they're strong in goal although you guys torture markstrom um, they have a deep blue line, and they ha- they're they really good down the middle. And that's generally the way you win in this league. I mean, look, like Kane and Caudry obviously have not a lot of use for use for each other. And, and you know, C- Caudry will definitely la- make life David on McDavid David as much as you possibly can. I'm looking forward to those games. But it- it's interesting to me how the identity of the team has changed a lot, too.
0: All right, I'm going to talk uh, ask you about two teams that could theoretically be in a little bit of a state of flux, but for different reasons. Okay, And we're going to start with Rick Bonus going into Winnipeg, whereas Brad Trilliam and the Calgary Flames swung back in their predicament. Now, they had a better team, too, than Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, Winnipeg, to me, I think they're going to be a really intriguing organization to watch in the, uh, the next calendar year. What about you? Well,
1: I think so too because you know Rick Bonus has come in hot. You know he they they stripped Wheeler of the Sea. He called out some of his best players um, this week for their shift length. You know, look, like anytime you 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 change your captain, you you, you you're you're trying to you're, you're trying to send shockwaves through your dressing room. It's like. It's like that old commercial, you get a slap in the face and you respond, thanks, I needed that. Like, that's what Winnipeg is is trying here. And and on the heels of that, their top forwards get called out for overstaying. Like, it, it's, it seems to me very obvious that the Jets believed that their top players had too much control and too much say. And now you've got a coach in there who's going to try to wrestle that away with them. You know, I, I think they're also going to change the way they play uh, to give Hellebuck a bit more defensive protection, um, you know his how he plays this year will obviously be huge for them. Like I, I think that's a really tough division too, Bob. Like like you know obviously you have the reigning Stanley Cup champion. I think Dallas is a tough team. I think St. Louis is a tough team. Nashville was a playoff team last year. I mean you've got you you've got Chicago. Minnesota was a really good team last year. I mean, you've got the Tankathon going on at the bottom with Chicago and Arizona, so that could be a lot of free points this season. But generally, I think everybody else in that division is pretty tough. So I think Winnipeg is a big challenge in front of them, but I think what they've said is we're changing the attitude and we're changing the way we play, and we hope those, are, those kinds of things are going to make a big difference in our results.
0: Pierre-Luc Dubois, RFA in a year. Yeah. and Wheeler have uh, basically two seasons left in their deals, yeah. Uh, as does Connor Hellebuck. Could something be given yeah. there?
1: Well, look, like I think we all know what D- Dubois' future is. He, he's going to Montreal in a couple of years if he can. Uh, Wheeler, um, you know, I, I think there were trade discussions in the off season. I think he was willing. And I think they were willing. Obviously, nothing happened. You know, Hellebach, I mean, you're not trading him unless you absolutely have to. The guy is one of the best goalies in the league. You know, the Shifley thing is really interesting to me, uh, Bob, because when he spoke out at the end of last season, I think we all thought he was going to ask for a trade. And he didn't. And, you know, we talked to him in, in Vegas at the car wash. And you know, he basically said he had some pretty long, honest conversations with the Jets. Honestly, Bob, what that says to me, and, and things can always change, is that you know, look, you're down the middle yet. Shifley Dubois. When you make that deal with Columbus, you think you have two really good centers for a long time. You know you're going to have to pay to keep them, but you're saying, look, we have a one-two punch that's good. Well, now you're sitting here and you're and you're potentially losing Dubois and then you've got you've got to make i think this whole thing is how are we going to make mark shifley stay at jet and you know barring like something weird happening i really think a lot of this summer was looking at the landscape and saying we have to find a way to to make this work because if we go from shifley dubois to neither unless you're making an incredible trade or somebody drops on your lap yeah, he, he, it's tough to make that up. So, I think that I think a lot of this summer was about getting on the same page back with Shifley, him getting on the same page back with them, and how are we going to make sure this is a long-term marriage?
0: And the other team I wanted to ask Elliot Friedman about for Abe's Door Service, the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, Pat yep. Verbeek that's gone in there. Uh, we're hearing that Anaheim is a team that's looking at players from other clubs right now. They're only at about yep. sixty-six million dollars on the cap. They might have a self-imposed yep. team cap. What's your perspective on Anaheim under Pat Verbeek?
1: Well, you know, uh, like, I, I think like they're a team that's looked at Puljuarvi. I think they're a team that's looked at Chikrin. I think they're, as you said, I think they're a team that's looked at a lot of things. I don't know if it's so much a self-imposed team cap, Bob. You know, you could be right; it could be, but I think it's more also recognizing some teams know when to spend and when not to. And sometimes when you're tearing it down and starting again, it's not the time to be a cap team. And if you, if the dogs were to say to me, like we don't think it's prudent to spend up to eighty-two and a half. I get that. I, I understand that, and I, and in this case, I I wouldn't criticize it. Um, you know, I I do wonder if Verbeek is going to dress the next time they play Arizona. Like it seems that those two teams have a lot of problems now, but I, but if you're if you're Verbeek, the one thing I've heard about Verbeek is he's not crazy about term right now. He wants short. So you know, there's you know, there's there's going to be opportunities out there for him to look at those kinds of things. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Hey, can you just clarify something? Because we're getting a couple texts on this. Did some guy radio you or completely, at any point did you, and I already know
1: So, So, like, I heard about this. Like, you know, you reached out to me. I had some other reporters reached out to me. I had a GM who reached out to me uh, saying that, uh, uh, like, I I went on the podcast and said the Maple Leafs are going to target Connor McDavid. Yeah, I never said that. I mean, you know, first of all, if if Connor McDavid was ever an unrestricted free agent, you know, everyone in the league is going to be after him. Right. So, but but no, I I, I never said that. And uh, th- this is a lesson to you all: listen to the podcast to hear what I actually say. Um, you know, someone said to me, "Why don't you go out and?" And deny that. And, I, and my response was, eh, if I do that, I'll be chasing stuff all the time. Just anyone who wanted to really find out, like you, you called me and you asked me. And actually, Bob, you were the first one who told me. And like you said, did you see on your podcast that the leads are going to be targeting McDavid? And I started laughing. I well, said, what are you talking about?
0: Uh- I got like six texts on it, and and then a like direct to the phone, and then I won't say how many to the show. And I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" So because I hadn't <laughs> heard the podcast yet at that point. All right, you talk Yeah, you know, Bob, I've I, been know, there, done been that right? for so
1: long. You don't even listen anymore. It's just terrible. No, so so just to everybody, know, I, I I never said that. It was uh, some kind of a of a goof, and it was a goof that traveled, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely.
0: All right, uh, one final one for you. And we, you talked about the cap a bit, and you and Rory Boylan brought out some numbers on where the cap is. Uh, the, the NHL teams have received some guidance, and uh, it kind of makes sense to what I'd heard on Monday or Tuesday yep. of last week. So why don't you give us the synopsis, if you could.
1: Sure. So the cap went up a million this year. It's at 825 two five. And the expectation is it'll go up a million again next year at 83.5. And then we're going to see a jump. Now, understand that these are uh, projections. They're not guarantees, but they're projections based on what they're seeing. And basically what they're saying for 24-25, they're thinking between – Eighty-seven and 88 million so that's a jump of between four and a half and or between four and four and a half million and then the year after that they're thinking about 92 million so you know one of the things i was asking was you know with, with you know with, with some of these big contracts that are being signed you know two of them in st louis obviously mckinnon toronto's planning for matthews florida just did spencer knight like i'm just sitting here and i'm wondering you know, how do you know what to do? Like, how do you do this? And, you know, a few people told me that there were some directives sent out from the uh, NHL this summer about what could potentially happen and what they're kind of looking at. So that allowed teams to do a little bit of planning. But so McDavid's got, you know, uh, what, four more years? Uh, yeah, and Leon, years.
0: Leon's got three more years and McDavid's Leon's got, got four three.
1: More. So at least at that point in time, when you when you have to deal with those, there's going to be a bit of a boost for, for the Oilers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Elliot, great stuff. Love having you on your
1: show. Thanks for your time. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, remember, don't believe everything you see on Twitter. It's only slightly more believable than what you see on TikTok. Just remember that. Okay, uh,
0: that, uh, believe. Uh, what, what's the old saying? Believe nothing. And uh, not none of what you hear, and only half of what you see. Isn't that the old? That's saying? right. Something yeah. like that. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Elliot. Take care, Bob. Be well, buddy. You bet. Twelve fifty-three in Edmonton. We'll take a step out. Uh, this is Oilers now. So when Drysaddle's deal comes up, the cap, the guideline that the league has given the teams ninety-two million dollars at that point. It's currently at eighty-two five, eighty-three five next year, and. Uh, what was it, Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. the year after, then the year after that, 92. Elliot Friedman joining us again uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service, where, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Alright, if you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, Oilers now has it. It'll be in New York City this November. Now, we initially had 34 spots on this trip sold out. We've got a waiting list of 25 and New S Travel is in the process of uh, uh, opening up some more spots and uh, they're going to be able to make it happen. So, this November, you get a chance to see the Oilers play the Rangers and the Islanders. The Islanders in their brand new building, the Rangers at Historic MSG. Plus, uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade is taking place in New York during that time. This New York package includes Includes airfare, five nights in a deluxe hotel in Times Square, lower bowl game tickets. We'll have a welcome reception for you in NYC uh, with. Uh Uh, Surprise guests, and we've had some really great guests over the years. Uh, We'll also have a launch party here at Edmonton. For the Oilers now, New York Hockey Tour called New West Travel. Visit them at newwesttravel.com. Again, you can text us 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, Isaac Ratcliffe is on waivers today. Any chance the Oilers put a claim in on him? Big left wing with size. Uh, Jason Smith, former Oilers uh, captain, is the assistant coach of the Flyers farm team in the AHL. Ian LaPerriere is their head coach. Uh, Ratcliffe hasn't been able to gain any traction in the Flyers organization. And you wonder about uh, sort of the factor of one John Tortorella in that regard. I, I would think it would be unlikely... That Edmonton would would put a claim in on, Ra- on on Ratcliffe. To be frank with you, but I to be honest with you, I I'd, I'd have to reach somebody in the organization to know their thoughts on it. But I my guess is it would be unlikely. Nils has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I just wanted to confirm something. If the Oilers lose a player on waivers, that completely removes the contract off the books cap wise. Correct? Yes, uh, that is how it works. So, you know. Let's just say for a hypothetical, if Edmonton were to waive Warren Fogle, if that's how they ended up, you know, solidifying their cap situation for a week from Tuesday, uh, the day before the start of the regular season, and Fogle's got two years left at $2.75 million, if the Arizona Coyotes, as an example, picked him up, then uh, boom, boom, uh, you know, that's it. They'd be off the hooks. Uh, my like my guess is if Poliari were to be placed on waivers, he would get claimed. Uh, I don't because of Fogle having the second year. I don't know if Fogle would get claimed. Somebody asked me, "What about uh, Derek Ryan or, or Matthias Janmark?" Well, those guys have both played pretty well. Ryan's played with a fair amount of desperation in his game. He has a unique skill set. Uh, he's a right shot. He can play center. You know, I, I think teams would look at claiming those two guys. So, uh, But, yes, to answer your question, if the player gets claimed, the entire contract goes with it. That's kind of how it works. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Jimbo says, I think somebody heard Elliot Friedman dreaming, and that's how the rumors spread from Jimbo. Again, I... I, I see the saying Oh, Elliot Friedman saying it was just crazy, and obviously did not prove out to be truth. Bob, who would you prefer the Oilers acquire this season? Patrick Kane or Jacob Chikrin? That one comes to us from Desmond. All oh, my preference would be Kane, and I realize that I just like I don't. Here, here's the thing: I, Chikrin's had one really good year. I think there's other options uh, on the. So for me, I mean, Kane's the better better player, albeit on a shorter term deal. Bob, I'd like to see Dylan Holloway in the top nine and move Hyman to the right side, says a texter. My response slot, you might see that before the end of the preseason. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Christina Drapeau. When we come back, we will uh, uh, have Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, uh, will join us for the horses and horse racing Alberta.